Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. In this episode, we will be reviewing Lords of Waterdeep. Hi, my name's Shondell. And I'm Peter. And this is the All Manner of Things podcast where we review board games. Yes, and today we're reviewing Lords of Waterdeep. Okay, according to the box, this game is 60 minutes, but I would say it probably takes a little bit longer than that usually. It plays very well for two to five players. And it's aged 12 plus. Basic gameplay. In Lords of Waterdeep, uh, you are a lord of a faction and you need to gain the most victory points in order to win the game. You gain victory points by sending adventurers out on quests and you are assigned a lord card right at the start, which essentially is a uh, secret objective, which might give you some benefits right at the end of the game. It's essentially a worker placement game. So you've got a bunch of agents. You send them out to different locations on the board. Uh, in those locations, they mostly just collect new adventurers, or recruit new adventurers to come and hang out in your tavern. Or you can pick up new quests. Or gold. Or gold. Yeah. Yep. And then from your tavern, or the adventurers in your tavern and the gold that you collect in your tavern, you send them out on quests from the active quests that yep. you've got. So quests can be fulfilled by sending those adventurers and, and money out um, to earn your victory points and sometimes extra bonuses, depending on which quests you choose from. You can also play intrigue cards by placing your agent out, out on Waterdeep Harbour, which gives you sometimes bonuses or can inflict uh, negative abilities on others. It can also do be general bonuses for everyone if you're feeling happy and you know in a good mood. Uh, there's also the ability to um, build buildings and these buildings are just new locations that go around the board uh, that are usually a little bit more powerful than the buildings that the standard buildings that come at the start of the game and when someone plays their agent there they get the benefit of the building but you also get a little bonus as well unless you play your own agent there you don't get the bonus twice after eight rounds you tally up all the victory points, you reveal your lord and see what extra bonus points that they have and the one who has the most victory points wins. Review. All right, review. Now, I'm just going to say before we get started, uh, this was a really hard one for me to give actual number ratings to. I found that almost everything we assess, I sort of picked a number and then crossed it out and changed it. So it it's were, tough to pick. Were you finding like you were like picking a, a higher <laughs> number and then <laughs> scrubbing that out all the other way around, a lower number and then scrubbing that it out? It was a bit of both, you know. It was, just, it was just really difficult for me to pick some numbers for this. Okay, cool. All right, but anyway, we'll give it a go and let's make a start on presentation. Yeah. Um, I gave it a five. Hey, I gave it a five as well. Hey. So you go first and tell me why you gave it a five out of five. Well, a five out of five. This game is just 
fantastic in terms of presentation. The box, I know I've talked about it before in mm. our podcast on best boxes. I think it was my number one box. So if it's my number one box, you know I'm going to rank it pretty high for presentation. It's just fantastic. The way there's spots for all the components to go back into, yep. it's really easy to get things yep. out of. And let, might I say at this point that the instruction manual has where you put all those blocks and yes. bits and pieces in it as well. It's so a, you can't get lost with that. It's a great instruction manual. It's really clear and easy yep. to follow, yep. well yep. written. Look, the, the artwork is consistent throughout it as well. It's, it's very thematic and it's very, yes. those tones and, and colours come throughout it as well. It's very well put together and it flows through in that presentation and the way that it looks and feels. Yep. And just on the artwork, like when we look at presentation, we always talk about the artwork and you may be thinking, well, why does it even matter? But this game has, it has so many entry cards and so many quest cards and each of those cards has unique artwork on it. Yeah. So, you know, someone spent a lot of time and effort and it's, and it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's worth commenting on because Definitely. it's just, they've done a great job with it. Definitely. Um, There's also wooden blocks there where they didn't need to be and the, the gold and whatnot, that mean that's all like different shaped cardboard bits with... Um, yeah, the unique sort of coin coins shapes. you would expect. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of thought has gone into this. Even having those buildings which have those hard cardboard... They have a little section cut out in it which you can slide your token and yes. you can assign your faction to that. That's yep. really clever and beautiful, excellent. Nice bit of attention to detail. Yep. The only thing that I could say for the presentation that wasn't as great was the artwork on the board. It's clearly a map of the town of Waterdeep but it's from a distance it's impossible. You can't really tell what it is but it's not... It's one like of those it's not things, terrible. Look, it's one of those things that why you're playing if you're waiting for somebody else. I sometimes look at it and, you know, different angles and perspectives and go, oh, that, oh yeah, that's, I can see the streets and alleys, alleyways and lanes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There's, a, there's a bit of detail there, but, um, yeah, I can see what, they've, they've, it's made it quite subtle. So you, what you're doing is you're actually focusing on those. The, the those parts that you actually need needs, to play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, rookie rating, I gave this a four. I gave it a four as well. Ah, cool. This, to me, is a quintessential worker placement game. Yep. If you're trying to introduce the worker placement to some new people and get them interested into this mechanism, then please use this game. It is, it is so simplistic at its core and yet has a lot of strategy around it in terms of those intrigue card, the Lord card, yep. and the quest cards. So absolutely great way to a great gateway game to get into that worker placement style. Yep. It's also really easy to pick up and it's really easy to explain to someone else how to play this game. Yep. You know, telling them you put your agent on this location and there's only and there's one spot on that on that board you can yep. see the figure of that agent so you, you can see that there's nowhere else to put another agent to play so you're blocking other people it's, it's great yep and you can see that there's two pictures of little black cubes and that spot means if you put your agent there you're going to get two little black cubes yep. like and, and very you can, simple to you follow. can explain it as cubes or you know purple cubes and whatnot they don't need to be the wizards or or the yeah, other the soldiers, soldiers. Or the thugs. Yeah, 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 exactly. So if you want to get at that level, you can, and you can treat it quite a surface 
level without the theme running through it. The other thing, the the mark I gave against it was the D&D or Dungeons and Dragons tag they've put on there. Didn't need to be there. Um, It is there because if you are a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, then it does have those core characters in it, I believe. We haven't come from that background. We don't really know a lot of that world and maybe we would have got more out of it if we did, but it can be a mark against it. If you are um, trying to get people into board games, it, it does look a little geeky. Yep, I agree. And plus, if you see something, like if someone's not really into board games and they see something that's got Dungeons and Dragons written on it, they oh, might absolutely. think you're trying to get them into like, yeah, what is it? The um, role-playing games. Yeah, role-playing games, which yeah. is not. It's not at all. Yeah. The one mark I gave against it was nothing personal against the game itself, but more the style of game, which is the worker placement game. I always think it is a little bit more complex, a little bit more heavy than other game styles. But, you know, like you said, this is a an easy worker placement game. So if you were going in that direction, this would be the game to get. Yep. And it does look, it does open you to, once you get this mechanism in you, and you understand it um, and really appreciate it, it opens up so many other games that yeah, are out there that yeah, have that so same. So many great games. Yeah. yeah. All right, player interaction. So I was thinking about this game and going through like all the different areas that I could see interaction. Um, so one of the big ones, the one where there's probably the most, is the intrigue cards and specifically the mandatory quests. Yeah. So you've been a- recruiting a whole bunch of little workers, planning on sending them out on a particular quest, and then someone hits you with the mandatory quest and it's frustrating because you have to play that before you can play any of your other quests. Yep. You have to use the workers that you'd been saving up. You get mm-hmm. nothing for it pretty mm-hmm. much. Like So the interaction with that is really high and you can destroy someone's game by playing mandatory quests on them yep. at the right time. Yeah. But that's not the only place there's interaction. Oh, I forgot to say what I gave it. I gave it a four. Oh, I gave it a four as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, the buildings. So like when you build a building, if someone else uses it, you get a bonus from it. So it's a matter of sort of choosing whose building you're going to use, like who are you going to give the benefit to you or are you going to try and avoid other people's buildings altogether? Are you going to block somebody from actually achieving their quest because you can see what they've got in front of them? Which That's a great little feature of this game is that you you can show or you have to show what quests you're trying to achieve Yep, and it keeps people engaged even when it's not their turn, especially with the worker placement mechanism you can you're constantly interested in what other people are going to be blocking you with i suppose that's a feature of worker placement isn't it that you're always gonna you know it's it's blocking other people and this this taking a location so no one else can do it yeah this plays really well even with two players it scales down the number of agents you can use and you're still finding that you're blocking i think it scales up so the lower number of players you have the more agents you have so that there is more blocking yeah yeah Either way, the, the, the number of um, agents change with yep. the, the number of players and it feels balanced, um, that whole blocking mechanism, whether you're playing two or five players. Yep. So that leads us to balance. Now, I gave this a two. Wow, low. Yes. That's really low. Yes. Um, I gave it a three, so I didn't make it high either. Ah, yeah. Well, there's a reason for that. And this game is doesn't have any dice. 
Um, it's got cards and the randomness so you can pick up these cards, but yep. the it's very high on the strategy. Yep. It's just all about what board card you get right at the start, which is essentially a, a secret objective. The intrigue cards and the quest cards that are, you pick up in, at the different times. Yep. If you are a rookie, you're less likely to win, especially in those first couple of rounds where you're trying to get your head around what needs to be said. There's a lot of text on the intrigue cards, and you may not get that the first time or what, how powerful they are until all of a sudden the expert starts playing intrigue cards against you and you realize yeah. how, wow, you know, that that is some of actually a benefit to you and the person playing the intrigue cards, but the ones which really hurt you, like the mandatory quest ones, yeah, absolutely, they, they can hurt. See, I um I marked it a three. I had the same feeling, like there was there was a little bit of luck in terms of a few of the cards you draw, but there's definitely a lot of strategy involved. However, even though I've said that, I sort of said that a rookie versus an expert can still end up quite even. In the games that I've played, because even if you're a rookie, you know on your turn you have to put your person out and get you know your agent out and mm. recruit some people um even if it takes you a couple of rounds to work out what you're supposed to be doing with them i don't i don't know i've it, just really it, it felt it's quite it even. is interesting because we've played this before uh numerous times actually we've owned this board game for a really long time and there's been some times when i'm thinking i'm absolutely murdering you and I, i'm like like halfway around the board and you've literally still in your 10s or 20s but then you would complete this mammoth quest and you would catch up and there's no catch up mechanism within this game but for some reason there are times when you know it goes it swings both ways and it almost feels like there is one but i can't think of a catch-up mechanism within this yeah i would say that every round counts and yeah. every round matters. And if you're a rookie and trying to get your head around it, the first couple of rounds may be a complete write-off. Yeah, but you'd still be getting workers. This is the way I feel. Like even if you don't really know what you're doing, you're still recruiting workers and you're still going to use them for quests. Yeah, and then that's interesting you should mention that because it occurred to me more than a few times, I'm looking back at playing this game, how you would look at some uh, taverns or buildings and you'd be like, there's no way in heck that I will ever want to go onto that building. That's just what two, you know, one white wizard or something, you know, one, I don't need that. And then like the very next round, when you start looking at it going, that's the one I really need. And it seems like everyone jumping onto one flavor of, of building or tavern. And then next time, you know, the purples are just more important. So we'll just jump on the purples and then it'll be the oranges and the whites or whatever, you know? So yeah, look, I guess so. In terms of the strategy in this game, I just like, because I said it was really, we've been saying it's really high in strategy. So it's like you said, um, you've got your Lord card, which is randomly given at the start of the game. But then you can use that, like whenever you select a quest, if you go to the Cliffwatch Inn to select a quest, there's four quests face up to choose from. Yeah. You know, so you really carefully have to think about which quest you're going to pick up. Not only that, it's the order in which you complete the quests matters because Absolutely. some of them will give you the different workers. Yeah. Um, 
even without the mandatory quest, some quests will give you, like, you know, if you complete this quest, you get two orange, and then you realise, well, I should do that one first, because then that quest requires two orange, so then I can use them for that. And so that order really comes into it. And you've got you've got those quests that actually give you ongoing... Um, yeah, the plot quest. The plot quest, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Ongoing abilities. Yeah, ongoing yeah. abilities. And that's so you want to play them early so you yeah. get the most out of them. Um, and then there's also what location to take the strategy in, especially when other people start building. You know, yeah. do I want to – the building benefits, like the other people's buildings – are usually more powerful, like they give you more things, but at the same time you're giving someone else a benefit. So it's like, do I do I want to go in that location? Yeah. I get more for myself, but I give stuff to someone else. So just a lot of strategy in a lot of different ways in this game. For a very simple, straightforward game, it's fantastic. Okay, replayability, I gave a four. I gave it a four as well. No. <laughs> we see, except for that luck versus strategy, yeah, yep. we seem to be matching a lot. I love playing this game. There's a variety of quests. Um, there's different lords. I don't really know how much those aspects really influence the replayability of this game or the fact that I want to replay this game. I just I just really like the game. Like, yeah. um, and even though it's probably what I would consider a gateway game, it's still one of my favourites. Like I think a lot of gateway games we played at the start but we're not as likely to get them off the shelf now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them we haven't got off like in over a year because we've got more games that are better. But this one, even though I would call it a gateway game, we still get off the shelf it, a lot. It's, it's a timeless classic. Yeah. This one is one of those where, look, the length of playing the game itself, you probably only want to play once um, when you do unpack it, maybe twice. Uh, if, if, yeah. you're, if you're if you're a rookie, you may want to get you may want to jump back into it straight away. And really, now that you understand the game, let's play it again. But generally, just once just a once. night. But what you will do is, once you have this game, you will play it again throughout a year. If you know what yeah. I mean, yeah, like multiple times. Yeah. And in five years' time, ten years' time, You'll we'll un- still be getting this game off the shelf. Absolutely. There's just something about it. I think maybe it's not too complicated for a worker placement game. Sometimes you just want a simple yes. game, and yet there's enough strategy there. I don't. I don't know. It's really hard to put my finger on what it is about this game that makes me want to play it again. But I think the simplicity, yet yeah, the complexity. You know, yep. does that, that make sense? It does. It does to me. <laughs> Which leads us to theme, and I've given this a three. I gave it a three as well. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show maybe we're getting very similar in the way that we're thinking about these yeah. these types of categories. But uh, look, the D&D theme, Dungeons & Dragons theme, it's not essential to this game. It doesn't play that strongly. As I said, you can say yellow block, sorry, orange block, white block, black block, purple block if you wanted to. You don't need to. It's not often we say priest, wizard, soldier, thug. Um, they're drawn as cubes on the board. They're drawn as cubes on the quest cards. Yep. They're cubes in the box. So yep. usually we just say, "I'm going to go here and get an orange cube." It's one of those one of those games that if you had that background in D and D, 
then you probably get more out of it, out of the Lords. You understand them a little bit more, perhaps, yeah, or whatever. But we, we haven't, and we've enjoyed the game as it is. Yep. Uh, it, you know, you know it's, it strikes me as one of those games where a lot of cases, you'd, when we talk about rookie, we're talking about people who aren't familiar with, who aren't a geek at all. But this is almost coming from a gateway game from a from a geek that goes, you know what? I wouldn't mind dabbling. I know my D and D, and I don't mind dabbling into that world of of tabletop. I'll give it a go. This will be the that game. It's almost coming yeah. from a different direction, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I think you get a lot out of this game. Either way, whether you come from that Dungeons and Dra- Dragons background or you just knew and just picking up because you want a new or want to break into that worker placement style. You'll get a lot out of it. Yeah. But it's not a theme which is like lots of laughs or anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's all about the strategy and uh, involved in playing it. It's not something that really necessarily draws me into it the theme doesn't draw me into to playing it. what no. draws me into it is the mechanism and that, that that worker placement mechanism do you know it's funny because if it didn't have a theme on it at all i wouldn't like it yeah so it does have a theme on it and i like the theme you know the idea of you've got these agents so you've got you're, you're managing a faction you've got these agents you send them out to recruit different types of workers like the priests and the soldiers and etc. They come and hang out in your tavern and then you pick people from your tavern to send out on particular quests. So I like that theme, but it doesn't play through very strongly at all. No. It doesn't. Occasionally we have a giggle at some of the things that are written on the intrigue cards or the quest cards, like eliminate a vampire coven as one of the quests that I remember. So I've clearly paid attention to that. Or, um, it, or if you know your your tabletop and Will Wheaton, the whole bear owl, that's where that comes from as well. I have no idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> Best and worst. Okay, best and worst. My best... I think is that it stands the test of time. Yes. My best is that it has a very simple mechanism involved with the worker placement. And then my worst um, is the cubes for the soldiers and the priests and the wizard. It just doesn't play through. You just see them as coloured cubes. Yeah. And my worst is slightly unbalanced between the rookie and expert, but a rookie can catch up anyway, so it's not really that such a a bad worst if you know what I mean yeah well neither is mine like it doesn't play through but you can still play the game and still have fun with it yeah yeah final thoughts my overall impression is it's a simplistic mechanism a classic game that will last the test of time you will constantly pull this off the shelf yeah um, my overall impression is a you know, I can't really think of why I like this game so much sometimes, but I do just really like it. It's a great gateway worker placement game. My buy-if is um, buy-if you want a great worker placement game that you will get your money's worth and play again and again and again. And another buy-if for me is buy if you want a good strategy game. I'd agree with those. Um, my buy if is just buy it. Like there's 
I really don't have an if for this. Like, if you're interested and you're serious about your board game collection at all, I think this is one game that I would say is a must-have for all board game collections. Just just buy it. I'm sure there are a few people out there that don't like it, but and it's not. I'm not saying it's my favourite game. I just think it's a game that would suit everyone. So just buy it. You heard it from us. All manner of things. Buy it. You have been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at allmannerofthings.com or alternatively, you can find us on our website www.allmannerofthings.com Thanks for listening. Bye.